How's it going, Rob? How's your uh, your week been since our last recording? Oh, you know, the same. Same as always lately, you know. How about you? Yeah, not, not a lot of differentiation. I've uh, been running a lot after work, which is good. I actually found a new thing that I like. It's a uh, I take like a 20 minute little like cat nap where I don't really like nap. I just kind of like lay in bed and just kind of uh, digest the day when I get home. And it's actually I feel like I get some good thinking in. it's it's nice. I like it a lot. I like that. I love that. I love that. Gives me a little energy. Yeah. So yeah, this week, I think we got some good stuff. Uh, A lot of Corona news this week. I mean, obviously, that's really the only thing going on. But we're going to cover a good amount of Ronin news and stuff that you, the listener, can do during the quarantine. Um, We have some UFO talk. Love that. Love space. Love the uh, idea of UFOs. Um, That nonsensical NBA horse challenge, which was, I think, honestly, a farce. And just kind of whatever else, you know, we get into like each and every week at this. And uh, let's just jump right into it. I'm going to start. Um, I've been watching the uh, presidential press conferences um, on Twitter. And, you know, some of you might have seen I'm trying to get the listener base up because one of us has to. Mm-hmm. And I've been on the uh, Twitter and posting our links uh, on the little chat that goes through as people just people are crazy on these chats, both sides, both sides. It's either Trump is the worst president or like MAGA, like we're all great. Thank you so much, President Trump, which both sides are insane. I it, The best part of it is just like the amount of morons that can't type on these uh, on their little blurbs that I understand that a lot of people are probably watching on their phone. But isn't there fucking autocorrect? Like, isn't that a thing? I think that the reason that you get so many typos is that, first of all, people that leave comments on live feeds or internet articles in general are typically so passionate about something that they feel the need to get their voice out there about it to begin with, which is why you get the crazy opinions. And then two, they're so angry or so pumped up about what's going on, they don't have time. They're just in a a mad rush to get out their blurb, just and you get just a fuckload of typos. Well, that's the thing, too, because you only have maybe three seconds on the screen before a million other comments come and push yours off to the side. So I, I do think there's a lot of like, let's get this out there now. Yes. A lot of poor thought, though, as a result. Um, I don't understand the love for Dr. Fauci that kind of it seems like everyone has for the most part outside of maybe Trump himself. Do you do you love Fauci? I mean, I'm a, I, I do love Fauci. I think the main draw for him, one, is that. He does a much better job of telling you straight or telling you what we would think is a much more honest going on than what's happening with President Trump, who's clearly saying things to pump himself up or make himself look the best that he possibly can. Whereas Fauci's just kind of giving it to you real, even if he's directly contradicting the president. So, yeah, I think that's the main draw. I just think he's boring. I mean, I uh, totally tuned out when he was talking. He has no life to him whatsoever, which I guess... Is that not what you want from someone in his position? (laughs) You know, we're not looking for a spunky personality here. I want facts, just stone-faced facts. I will say that when I was watching the one on Friday that they put out, they have Trump and that had tons of of eyeballs on it. You can see the amount of people um, looking at it. 
And then President or uh, Vice President Pence goes on and it drops like a rock. Like <laughs> no one cares about what he has to say. No. And then when Fauci got back on, the the views did go back up when Fauci was on. So yeah, people people definitely care about what he has to say. Um, I thought honestly that he was going to get let go this week because whenever the presidential like people the white house comes out and says like you're safe that typically means you're the exact opposite of safe but uh, yes. he's hanging on yeah and, and he, people he, love him because he contradicts he'll tell you the truth i think people that want to be informed from the federal government he's your guy and i think they just realized that they need to have some sort of uh he needs to be there to have some sort of uh you know someone who is actually telling the truth and the government needs that sort of uh What's the word I'm looking for? Just backing someone who the people can actually trust. Yeah, I think it's too late now. If they wanted to fire him, they would have had to do it early on. People already have caught on that this guy pretty much knows what he's talking about and he's a straight shooter. So if they fired him, everyone would, you know, it's just political bullshit. So they'd catch on pretty quick. And I did like something that he said. He was talking about testing and he admitted he's like, I'm not from testing. This is not what I've specialized in. But like, this is what, you know, we've come to understand. And like, I did appreciate that he's he's honest. I mean, that's the same reason I know a lot of people don't like uh, Bernie um, for being an, a self-proclaimed socialist, which the socialism is a totally another debate. But I've always liked him just because he is he's had one thing that he has said his entire life. And he has beat that drum over and over again, always been the same guy. And I just appreciate someone who can be real. Yeah, he's pretty he's I think. I think he's pretty, you know, honest or straightforward. Yeah. As much as, yeah, as much as any, more than any other presidential candidate that I've seen in the last, I mean, since I've been paying attention to it, which is really at, I guess, the beginning of the Obama administration is when I sort of started following this stuff a little bit. You know who's even better than Bernie Sanders? Who? The Larry David version of Bernie Sanders. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. He's a spot on job. Yeah, he is. I mean, they are like, there was that rumor a couple years ago where they were like distantly related that didn't check out. (laughs) That would have been fucking great. But yeah, I mean, I thought on this kind of note, Trump one day says that he has absolute authority and then essentially the next day has his three phase plan, which gives essentially all the power back to the governors, which they always had. Anyways, I just thought it was funny that he immediately contradicts himself at every step along the way Um, and this this is really just to push the blame off of himself if you're asking me yeah i think he first of all contradicts himself and has been doing that forever as long as he's been in office or running for office and i'm sure before that what he just does what's in the moment that he thinks is in his best interest so he wanted to seem like he's in charge boom he comes out with the total authority then people just fact check them immediately. I'm sure right after that was done, they're like, hey, by the way, you can't do that. And he's like, okay, well, how do I take the pressure off of me? And if things go wrong, we can blame other people. Boom. It's every, it's up to all the governors. Done. I mean, he's he's a master of the spin zone. Um, I've been rewatching uh, Hell's Kitchen. I'm on season two now. And there's this bitch, Sarah, on it. She's the worst. She's the fucking worst. And she uh, she told one of the other contestants, Victoria, that she was ready. She had whatever they were cooking ready to go. And then Chef Ramsay's like, all right, like, where the fuck are these entrees? And the uh, Victoria girl was like, oh, I have mine ready. And it's like, why the fuck aren't you ready for Sarah? And she's like, she told me she's ready. And Sarah's like, I never said that. I said this was ready. And it's like, oh, yours just 
same thing that Trump does. It's like, I was like claiming they didn't hear something claiming whatever makes them look good in that moment. And it just, Oh, Sarah's what what a tie together Sarah from Hell's Kitchen season two to Donald Trump love that I wonder how many people that's going to connect with not me <laughs> well I think a lot of people you know Hell's Kitchen is still running I think so uh you know people are still so, so you're telling me you've watched it but now you're you're re-watching it because it's that good is it worth is it I worth mean, my time I think it's worth your time I watched it when it came out like with my parents in like 2005 or whatever so <laughs> I don't remember any of it. It's just, and it's something good. I'm always looking for shows you can put on the background, do other stuff. Like, you know, obviously we're spending hours and hours each week preparing for this. So it's have, nice to have a little background noise and hell's kitchen with Ramsey's hilarious. I think it's, it's worth a listen. If you guys are, you know, looking for stuff to do during the quarantine hell's kitchen, heavy, heavy recommend it's on uh, that aforementioned terrible company, uh, their video. Ooh. For- how about It's Always Sunny? Just put on It's Always Sunny. That's my perfect background That's another show. good one. That's another good one. So let's get back to uh, some Rona stuff. Another thing that drives me nuts about Trump, actually, is that he compares everything to war. It's always a war. Like, it's the tiny invisible enemy that we're going to beat. Like, he compared it to war again, telling them that we're going to win this battle and stuff like that. Like, what is with this constant, like, comparison to war? Is that just to cow Republicans who love their uh love their military and he's just trying to kind of draw the coronavirus to that yes yes i think that's exactly what it is i think right now everything that he does is related to the election and getting reelected, and him saying that he was a wartime president and this is a battle and so on and so forth yes is just to motivate and stir up people's emotions of his main base of constituents or supporters is people that coincidentally or not also love war and guns and hunting and et cetera, et cetera. So that really gets them all jazzed up. It's a tingle <laughs> in their balls. Up, ready to go. <laughs> yeah. What are your, uh, have you looked into the phases at all? No, no, I don't even know what phases. There's three phases. It's, it's dumb. It doesn't really matter. Um, did you see Jacksonville you seen- opened up their beaches Friday night? Literally. You took the words out of my mouth you and people have flocked immediately. But that's the problem is, I mean, one, people are, we kind of touched on this last week, clamoring to get back out there if they can. There's some people who are like that. There's some people who are going to wait as long as humanly possible uh, mm-hmm. until they have to go out. But mm-hmm. and on a certain level, you have to trust your local governments. So if they say, okay, it's safe to go back out to the beach, people are going to fucking do it because they said it's good. So have you been uh, to Jacksonville? Um, I no, I've driven through it so many times, but I don't think I've ever stopped there. Let me just say, it'd be a real shame if this led to the end of the city of Jacksonville. It'd be a real shame if everyone going out to the beaches ended Jacksonville. A real shame. We just need to let, uh, yeah, like a fresh start in Jacksonville. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> you know, I'm just, you know, all I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is that, you know, it would. There's better places that have ever existed. And if Jacksonville happened to go by the wayside as a whole and just disappeared, I don't think anyone would care at all. I think Jacksonville is a pretty big hub for the Florida man does X, Y, Z, you know, it yeah. seems like a pretty big yeah, Jacksonville yeah. thing. And outside of like internet and Twitter fame, do we need that person in any culture? No, but I, th- I think we need Jack Florida man now more than ever. We need some Florida man stories. <laughs> <laughs> well here's kind of like 
what have you been doing to uh, have you been depressed at all during the quarantine like let's let's get into a little mental health here how have you been uh feeling mentally uh i'm pretty good i'm i'm uh, work from home for me i've never really been able to work from home before this my company that i'm with now does not did not allow it uh until now so i've been enjoying it but it does sometimes get a little fucking dreary i guess I, i've always said the saving grace for me is the weather the weather's been so nice without it i would be a mess but I have my girlfriend is at work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I'm all by myself Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So this past Thursday, it was the third day in a row. I was all alone for all day. That was a bit of a slog. It took fucking forever. And I, you know, I I was kind of hating it, but uh, all in all, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I understand definitely the struggle that people can have because it is definitely a, a lull and with no end in sight, but I'm hanging in fine. Well, you know, I think the first couple of weeks for me, it was rough. I was definitely in a, a bad mental state and I wasn't really doing anything, which is always bad for me. Whenever I'm not doing something, it just makes me feel bad. And, you know, you know, what really what really helped me is I saw that in Iceland, people were hugging trees and uh, it really helped. You know, I just got outside. I went outside my apartment and just found a tree that kind of was giving me giving me the eyes and I hugged it. Um, I closed my eyes while I was doing it. I pressed my cheek against it. And I really just felt the warmth and currents flowing from the tree into me. It first started at my toes and then it just ran up my legs and through my entire body. I could just feel it, just really feel it. And uh, it got into my brain and it just gave me such a good, relaxing feeling that I was just ready for the day, ready for new challenges. And, uh, you know, I just got the energy from the area. And let me just shout out to uh, Thor Thorfinson, the forest manager for East Iceland. Um, I think he really saved me this coronavirus. Well, I, I want to first of all say, I think you might have, it might be a rash what you were feeling. You might be allergic <laughs> to bark. <laughs> that sounds That sounds not good, man. That sounds not good. But speaking of hugging trees, I have a pretty funny story about hugging trees. Uh, the first time I went to a college campus, I was in high school. I was probably a sophomore in high school. We had a basketball tournament at Wesleyan University in Middletown, Connecticut. It's a very liberal, liberal arts school. And we walked into the gym. We were, you know, heading in. And all of a sudden, a group of like eight people, I think it was like five girls, three dudes just started walking past us. But ass naked butt naked <laughs> and they were all holding signs that said save the trees hug a tree and we were all our jaws were on the floor uh hanging dong saggy titties you, you it was all out you know there were there were like nappy there was like hair that had been washed in weeks just hippies <laughs> through and through they went outside still butt naked started hugging trees I was like, wow, college, I'm ready. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Is that illegal? Uh, probably. I mean, I, I think you can't just be naked in public, but they were out protesting or whatever. So, uh, and again, the campus is super duper liberal. So I think they got away with it just fine. So I actually, that's, I, liberal campus, you can be naked all you want. Um, I actually have another naked story. And this is a city naked story, like in the downtown area of where I live. Um, I was driving home once I work at a brewery. So it was a late shift, got off after that. And I was just heading home. 
Um, and it's probably about like 2 a.m. And, you know, in I see a lot of homeless people and, you know, they definitely have pants that are ill-fitting and, you know, you'll see your fair share of dong and stuff around. And it's, you know, not that I'm looking, but you're just kind of forced to see it. But there was one time I'm driving home and I'm like right in front of my apartment and I just see this totally naked guy just looking scared. Like he looked, he had the just, I looked him in the eyes and I just saw like fear in his eyes. And otherwise, like he was like, had his hair done, looked well kept, didn't look dirty at all, looked very clean, except for the fact that he was running in the streets, scared out of his mind, (laughs) naked. And I'm pretty sure that it was like a Tinder date gone wrong. Yikes! Uh, well, like I think he's like. So you we don't we don't know what happened. This is up to your imagination. This is up to my imagination. Yeah, he well, just ran across the street and ran on just buck ass naked. I have a theory. I have a theory that I could tie in with a real world event that 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 happened to be here in uh, good old Tennessee. We were in downtown here, walking around and looked down, or we're just walking walking along the street and. This guy looks similar, kind of looked normal, whatever, but was across the street, deadlocked eyes with my girlfriend, deadlocked eyes. <laughs> and uh, we're like, what the fuck? She like pointed out. And I, both, I was I kind of saw it as well. I'm like, what the fuck? He turned around, had like one of those flaps in your pants that you open when you have to take a shit, like in a onesie when you're a child. Mm-hmm. Opened that up, picked something up off the floor shoved it up his ass it was a butt plug and then he smiled what? and ran away he smiled and ran away swear to god that happened what a fucking true absurd story. move so you probably so you probably saw the, the end part of that one of those moves yeah. i think that must be a thing i think it's coast to coast <laughs> uh that is yeah. tough 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 to go from there huh that'll shake you up to your core yeah definitely i mean what did you guys did you what did you guys do after that? Like, do you just just kind of have to go home and just like think uh, about it? Like, my girlfriend go about your day normally. My girlfriend called the cops, not nine one one, just the regular number, just to let them yeah. know that there is you know a bandit out there just locking eyes with people and inserting butt plugs with great fervor, and uh, <laughs> they they you know laughed at her on the phone and were like, uh, "Where was he?" He's all, by this street. Where'd you, where did he go? I don't know. He ran away. Okay. He ran off. We'll, we'll look out for him. <laughs> I think you did your civic duty there. That's good. I mean, Are you into it, anything weird? Would you ever engage in any public nudity or any uh, other uh, sexual hijinks? Uh, only to save the trees. Other than that, no. Only, yeah. Yeah. Save I the did trees, a naked, I did a naked mile in uh, college. How was that? That was fun. Well, it was actually pretty hilarious now awkward at the time because it was like a line of people and everyone runs down the street and you're naked and you run or some people skateboarded or biked or whatever and so Mm -hmm. it's done quick but you know it's an adrenaline rush and me and my one friend got into a a group of large people and we all started going we're like all right let's get this over with and we're ready to start running and my group of course is the only fucking group in the world that just starts slow walking there's a dude with a saxophone (laughs) playing the saxophone and we're like just strutting our stuff and i was like god damn could this just go faster so we just (laughs) we we just bit it on the teeth there and it went for it and we we, you know embraced it what what a freeing moment freeing well that's good i'm glad i I did it not not making a habit out of it that was fun let's never do it again yeah well, maybe one more time. 
I feel my biggest concern if you're running would just be the uh, chafing and just the movement in the nether regions as a male. Mm, fair. Well, a uh, misleading title. It's not a mile. It was probably like a tenth of a mile. Okay. That would be, yeah. Because I know, I mean, people do that shit. I mean, especially like uh, that show like Naked and Afraid. I mean, they're they're naked the whole time. What a, I just... what a, what a crazy show. That's that's the show you should put on the background. Forget the other shows we talked about. Naked and Afraid. Wow. What a show. What an idea. Yeah. Ab- <laughs> Let's just put like, and then my brother was telling me he watches it. And there was one time this girl just lied about her like survival skills completely. Like she had none, zero. And she just said she was like this great outdoors woman and like was so prepared for this. She was not prepared at all. And like they're able to bring like their one thing that they bring with them. Yeah. And she brought like a massive pot that they just had to ditch because it was just too heavy. <laughs> just That's a useless hilarious. item. Okay, so let's see this. What what is your if you had to what would be your best choice? If you're on Naked and Fray, what would be your the choice you the area you're most hoping to get dropped in, you know, within reason we're not saying uh New York City, you know, in the wilderness. Favorite tr- biggest choice there, biggest hopeful choice, whatever the fuck. And then, you know, mm-hmm. least favorite. What are you least looking forward to? And what would you bring? My favorite choice would definitely be somewhere, probably honestly, like the Pacific Northwest, like mountains. Um, There's not too many things that are like that scary outside of, you know, obviously bears and like cougars and that shit. But I'm more scared of like the little bugs that can just like kill you in an instant or like spiders or, you know, uh, snakes, something like that, that can kind of slither up on you, like Mm. unbeknownst to you and bite you and you're just done. Um, there's not a lot of that out there. So I would say that would be one of my best areas. Uh, least would probably be like the desert. One of those areas where it's just hot. There's no shade. There's no cover. Like, especially being naked, you're just going to be sunburned and miserable the whole time. Big, you're probably going to die. Biggest problem with the desert, right? Sunburned dick. What does yeah. that feel like? What does that feel like? I've never had that. I don't want to have that. No, Imagine that no. feeling. Imagine getting a sunburned dick and then getting an erection. That's got to be insane. Did, you, did we talk about the, the social media trend of like sunning your asshole? <laughs> no, no. Why is that oh, uh, catching on? It's a thing. It's a Finally, thing. Yeah, I've, been, was... I've been trying to get people on that for years, man. Years and years. Yeah, I'm glad people are listening. <laughs> it's uh, apparently from what I've read, it's an older Eastern medicine sort of technique where you essentially just show off your like gooch to the sun for five minutes a day. And it's supposed to give you like crazy amounts of energy. And you just like much like hugging a tree, you just feel the energy from the sun just enter your body. And then uh, I read about it and doctors say it's probably one of the worst things you can do because that area of your body, like for pretty much all of history, has never really gotten any direct sunlight. And it's a lot more susceptible to getting sunburned. It's a lot more susceptible to then getting cancers like skin cancers down there because that area is so unprotected and it's just such a sensitive area in general that it's an absolutely awful idea but we if you look it up on social media it's a it's a thing wow well uh i guess that's you know kind of a a well you said it's from back from you know the eastern medicine back in the day but you're you're paying you're you're offering tribute to the gods there no what better tribute? You can't be more vulnerable than exposing your gooch to the world 
you know, face face down, gooch up to the skies. You know, yeah. you're never more vulnerable than that. That is a hell of a tribute. I'd say, you know, those people deserve to feel good. They're sacrificing. They're risking a lot. There are some. Yeah, they say uh, 30 seconds of direct sunlight injection to the anal orifice is equivalent to being outside in the sun all day. 30 you know what I seconds? Say to that? I can't believe seconds. that. No one believes that. It's got to be at least a minute, a minute 45, right? <laughs> it's hilarious and absurd, says Karen Campbell, MD, about the trend. There's zero evidence that there's any merit to sunning the skin between your anus and genitals. Well, I'll ask Karen Campbell, has she ever exposed her gooch to offer penance or, or, you know, gain favor from the gods? Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. I think we need more. I'm not going to knock it till we try it. We'll follow up next week on this. I'll sun my gooch. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. I mean, especially with the quarantining, if you get a good window that doesn't obviously have a street view um, Mm. because of obvious legal recourse. Um, I think we can do a little sun gooching and report back. I actually have a big time street view, but I just got a privacy screen for my balcony. So that'll be a great test for it. You know, sun the gooch and also verify the effectiveness of my sunscreen. Perfect. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, that's one thing we can all do to, you know, get some energy during the quarantine uh, you sent me. You did it. You did it this week. You sent some articles. Congratulations! Uh, you know, you know, things change. People, people mind grow you, this up. one, this one's a little old, but I think it's still extremely relevant. It came out like right when the quarantines were happening, and it was USA's Today's list of a hundred things you can do uh, during the quarantine. And uh, I have a couple highlights, and I'd like to go over them and just hear your thoughts on them. Uh, number four on the list was. Text all of your exes and just get anything else out that you had. Mm. Have you done that? I thought about it. I think that we might, I think that we should uh, go through all a hundred and just do each one and document it. You know what we should really do is you should pick five for me and I should pick five for you. And we should, we should report our findings from there. That's an excellent idea. That is an excellent, excellent idea. I'm putting maybe, that in the notes. Maybe we have a draft at some point. I'll pick my five for you. We we air them live next week. We air our picks. And then the following week, we report our findings. I like it. Yeah, so we'll pick five each, and we'll talk about it next week. And then the following week, we will go over what what happened. Um, I like it. So yeah, I like it you, a lot. Good. Uh, another one is uh, learning calligraphy. Would you ever learn calligraphy? Well, now I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm showing my hand here. But no, I don't want to fucking learn calligraphy. I don't care about that. Well, luckily for you, I don't think anyone... Like, what is the purpose of calligraphy in the modern times? I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't what see it at all. Massive power outages? <laughs> Note-taking? <laughs> <laughs> then you could still just write. <laughs> There's a small, like, you can just write. I so, guess your signature would be nicer. You could really flounce some signatures to your uh, local establishments when you open back up when you're at that restaurant on Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. You could yeah. finish it off with a little calligraphy. I could be, you know, a killer. I love the bars that have the, the chalkboards outside with the fun messages. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I could do that. I could just go around town 
writing those. There you go. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's my. Some thing. people have some really artistic skills on there on those. Oh yeah, like it's I impressive. Actually, the content is really what does it for me. I love the content oh, yeah. that some of them are. One here, it's cheesy as fuck, but it's my favorite pizza place here. Is uh, probably gonna butcher it, but um, fuck, fuck, fuck. It's a pizza place, and it says, you know, what? What about pizza? What does the coronavirus have in common with common with pizza? I guess. Mm-hmm. And it was cordon cordo cord dash do virus. I don't know. It's something like that. Wow. Shut the fuck up. It was funny. Wow. You know, that was, they did it better. I'm, That's I'm, why I'm just the I'm calligraphy laughing. guy. I'm laughing. I'm the calligraphy, calligraphy guy. guy. Not the, not the brains. So your only roommate now is your girlfriend, correct? That is accurate. That is accurate. Have you guys have, uh, taken the time during the quarantine to, uh, have a meeting simply going over how to be more considerate of one another? No, nah. no, nah, we haven't. We're, 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 I would say we're, uber considerate of each other as is <laughs> you guys yeah so you're consideration unnecessary lack no improving <laughs> need no improving have you ever heard of the independent spirit awards for film uh i think i've heard of it i would never heard of it but that number 24 on the list is watch all the films that won uh best picture at the independent spirit awards so uh mm. That is uh, definitely that's, something we can do during quarantine. I wonder a, if those films are actually any good. That's going to take time. That's going to take, take a lot some of time. time. Things take time. Things yeah. take time. I, Great man once said. I can't argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, other things take time uh, frequently. That made no sense, but it's okay. The NBA horse challenge was terrible. Did you watch any of it? Not the highlights at least didn't None. didn't see any of it didn't see a single highlight had no desire to watch any of the highlights uh i read about it yeah i read some of the results from the first round i know did not chris paul beat trey young is that accurate or someone beat who beat trey young uh chauncey billups i believe chauncey uh, billups beat trey young uh which why is chauncey billups in it I Who don't know about but, Chauncey but Billups. I will say I think the the old man game can be very nice in horse. You know, the old man game. It, it, there was they they have just some of the craftiest tricks that they've developed over their lifetime that younger guys just that's true haven't even thought of. There was a guy I know who was a coach of mine growing up who was tremendous. Like two steps in from half court, he would just shoot it up in the air, one bounce, go in. He was like a 15, 20% <laughs> with that shot, which is pretty amazing. Pretty amazing from that distance. Yeah. 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 One bounce and in. Uh, they have the, the weirdest fucking talents. It's because of the, you know, the surroundings where you grow up. There's a, uh, you know, like, like my dad for one paid, played in like an old school gym where they had the track above it. So if you were ever going to mm-hmm. take a corner three, it has to be a fucking laser, a line drive. And he can nail that shot with without even thinking about it. Just a, a, a missile straight in like a Steve Francis shot. It's just an absolute mm-hmm. flat line right into the hoop. It, 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 they had you know, weird circumstances. Just, I mean, that's kind of like the know? Chicago basketball guys always playing tough. And Derrick Rose never really drawing foul calls early in his career. Because in Chicago, uh, the 
general like pickup game rule, if you don't know, is if you call a foul and the shot goes in, the shot doesn't count and it's the other team's <laughs> ball. <laughs> That's a good rule. I didn't know that. I like that rule. Yeah, I mean, like when, back in the day when I would play in high school, uh, pick up games with buddies. I mean, I mean, we never we were hacking each other, and it would have you would have to call a foul on yourself. Is really like I fouled you, like that was right, my bad. Right. Like, and I actually like, that's like really that. The, it's better that way. Oh, I hundred percent agree. I mean, you get to like playing with people, and they're calling like ticky tech fouls, and it's like, bro, like we're playing yeah, pickup, yeah, fucking exactly. pussy. It's not fun at all. It's not fun at all. Um, I do want to give props to the NBA and I suppose uh, the four letter sports network for trying to do something. It's, you know, there's no content out there. People are trying to gamble on stuff, but this was just bad. I mean, they had like, like Zach Levine was at some like park outside and he had his buddy filming him. And (laughs) the guy is not really the greatest filmer. And it's just, it looked bad poor i mean it's, it's yeah it's rough and it's kind it's of hard interesting in this era. go ahead go ahead i'm just saying it's hard in this era to you know get all the the normal you know filmographers out there because you just can't but i mean just if you're going to put a product out especially as like the nba and as espn like a company that specializes in this at least i feel like it need more planning than what what it was given right and i guess it goes to show you you know how how incredible or how talented some of those guys are the camera crews obviously the equipment one but looks like shit that looked like garbage i'm looking at it right now i'm watching it it's horrible that's not enjoyable to watch i don't want to watch that at all so kudos to all those guys who do that stuff i guess we're spoiled with a certain level of of content and quality that you know it's just not it's almost not even enjoyable watching stuff that's subpar they are actually, um, you know, real, uh, real skill involved. I mean, I've used to film at our college for the video team and it's, it's hard to keep the correct shots in like you're, especially when, you know, in the NBA or NFL or whatever. I mean, those guys are moving real fast and there's these misdirecting plays. And I think some, everyone's kind of favorite move is when the camera guy gets faked out by a misdirection in the NFL. Love it. Love it. And it's just, there's nothing on the screen for a second before they like pan out and see like, Oh, it's actually going the exact opposite way. And I mean, it's, that's always a fun little, little watch there. Hardest sport to be a cameraman in. Tell me I've got my answer. Uh, I'm going to say NHL. The puck's tiny. Mm, hard to, NHL hard stuff. To that's a good answer. I'm going golf. How do they track that? How are you going to track a drive? And they zoom in on that well, bad boy. But sometimes they miss and the ball, they're looking <laughs> at the fairway and you just don't see a fucking thing. And you're like, mm, all right, nice shot. Nice shot. <laughs> Is it in the rough? I'll even Is it say- out of bounds? Is it on the green? <laughs> I'll even say they have it a little easier and recently with all like the track man data and stuff like yeah, that. Track I couldn't imagine helps. doing it in like the nineties, like Dude, yeah, that is just hard. standard definition shit. Like, yeah. How, how do you even do that? You can't even like, I hit a drive and I don't even see it. Like I'm I the one that yeah. hit it. I don't, that, that is tough. I would probably shoot about, you know, one out of 10 I'd be able to get maybe probably not even. Mm-hmm. You know, no. I can't even work a camera. <laughs> it's a real skill. So props to the cameraman um, yeah. out there. Do you get any shit from your girlfriend when you try to take pictures with her or selfies? Any critiques? Like, no, you have to hold it here. You have to hold it here. This is horrible. What are you doing? The zoom is wrong. This isn't even focused. What's wrong with you? 
How could you possibly yes, take yes. that photo? And, and then she takes one made... and they look exactly the same. <laughs> but it's perfect then. Yeah, but 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 they're the same. No, it's yeah, exactly. It's the exact same photo. Um, I've avoided that by just whenever she asked me to take a photo like that, I just do not stop tapping the camera at all times. I actually cast love... a wide net. Mm, that's a fail safe attitude. I, I, that's a good system. I am the opposite. I am one shot. You get what you get. And I especially love when strangers come up to me and ask me to take pictures and I'll preface it by saying, Oh sure. But fair warning. People say I'm not that great of a photographer. And they're like, Oh, ha ha. You'll be great. Okay. Here we go. I give them one shot, one shot only. I'm sure they fucking hate it. Most times it's blurry. I don't even know that, know how that happens, but that's what they get. You get what you get. You don't get upset. And I walk away. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's totally fair. Love it. Love doing that. Um, have you ever done the, I know some people have done this move in the past where you do the selfie to put yourself in their, uh, mm. their camera roll moving forward. Have, have done it. Don't do it anymore. I, I, I don't yeah. know why I, I, I'm tired of it. I think it's a little juvenile. Yeah. One thing that I like to do, um, like let's say I'm on a plane with during the boarding process and I'll, uh, I'll see if anyone's on airdrop and just drop a little picture of my dog. <laughs> That's really funny. funny. People do that at bars that people will give their numbers or nudies or whatever. That's really funny. Never happened. It's happened to my girlfriend. Someone, I thought, I think it was someone sent a, a nudie to her at a bar and she didn't know who wow. it was, but it was just a dick pic. And I was like, <laughs> that's, I was like, that's an aggressive move. Yeah. Really aggressive. Very funny though. <laughs> do you think any of the UFO shots that we've gotten from like space that uh, hopefully will be released soon? Um, are those aliens fucking with us and sending like alien dick pics? Do you think that's like a, do you think that jumps cultures? Like as far as like inner, like interstellar cultures, like the dick pic is a inappropriate and B like funny in certain settings. So first of all, that's the segue of the, of the week right there. Amazing work. Uh, That's the segue of the week. Love it. What a transition. Uh, and two to answer that, wonderfully posed question do we we don't even know if aliens wear pants what if they don't wear bottoms what if their dicks are on their foreheads you know what if they just show their dicks always what if they think we're freaks for covering our dicks that's true you know i feel like you know in general you know the way evolution is they probably can't be too too different i mean obviously they're given different circumstances different planets to live on but you'd have to think that it's somewhat similar in in a lot of ways their powers more or less mm-hmm. i mean they might be more advanced and they might have access to elements that we don't have that give them you know interstellar space travel abilities that we either haven't figured out yet or just we might not even have the capabilities of unless someone else introduces it to us I think that's what we want to think. We want to think they're similar to us so that we can relate to them in some way, but they could be completely mm-hmm. fucking different, man. They could have dicks on their foreheads. That's true. <laughs> they could have dicks on their foreheads. They could have dicks on their elbows. Could you imagine having your dick and ball on your elbow and how often you would hurt yourself? Life would be different. Our way of life, life would, would be, different. be different. Imagine, you know, what do you do? Think we would do everything different. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting right now. My my elbows resting on a on a couch. El- you know, a couch arm. That wouldn't be happening. Can't do that. Can't no. do that. 
oh man, imagine all the inventions that would have to come about because of that. Imagine, think of all the inventions that have come about because of our dick and balls. The jock strap, yeah, you know, the athletic cup. Mm-hmm. You know, great it's just, inventions it's just all. Way of life is different. When's the last time you wore a cup? I don't know. Twenty years ago, when I was seven. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it used to be and when you it, were like, young. When you were young, you wanted to wear a cup because then it was like, all right, I'm old enough where kids are hitting, throwing fast enough, and blah blah blah. They're mm-hmm. like, I have to wear a cup. And then you wear a cup for the first time. You're like, oh, this is fucking horrible. This is incredibly yeah. uncomfortable. I don't like this at all. I'm not wearing the a cup anymore. Rating. Yeah. You know what it takes? It takes one game where you you play poorly. You know, one game where you're 0 for yeah. 3, two strikeouts and a dribbler, no more cup. Yeah. And I, I mean, like, I don't think any MLB players wear a cup. I mean, even like catchers, I don't think wear cups. Have you ever seen this is a Carl Crawford? You remember Carl Crawford from back in the day? Great center fielder. There was one time, um, he was playing against the White Sox and it was a pickoff throw to first base and he was on first and the ball short hops in and he takes like a big step to get back on the base and it just short hops right into his dingling and he <laughs> just goes down. Paul Canerco just slowly picks up the ball. He's off the, like he's writhing in pain, just tags him out and then he just puts his arm and I'm like, are you okay, bro? But like first, just make sure to get him out, which is just such a funny oh, optic. God. I'm sure there's you gotta just, do it. yeah, you do for sure. And I mean, in theory, that's on you. You gotta wear a cup. If you're not wearing a cup, it's on you. You pay the price. Uh, yeah. Speak. Speaking of Carl Crawford, did you know that he is now like a record label guy, a music producer? And I did not. He was in the news about a month ago, where related to Megan the Stallion, and she said that his label is not allowing her to release new music. And he's basically, you know, from a talent standpoint, holding her hostage. Carl Crawford. That's kind the of the same Carl Crawford. What a what a peculiar thing, huh? That's kind of the the Kesha issue from a from a while back. Well she wasn't releasing music because I mean this is a terrible story because allegedly and probably so I believe her, she yeah. uh was getting like sexually assaulted by the producer. Right. Um, and it's just so i hope carl's not engaging in those activities why would you not release music even if you don't like it like you have the contract just try and if you don't like the music and you have the contract just release whatever just to like try and recoup some of the like money you signed on that like i don't understand that at all i don't know the details but i think i could be wrong i think she left to go to another label but she might still have something in her contract that says that you know oh. maybe, maybe maybe for x amount of time or whatever i think it's possibly something like that but nevertheless carl crawford you know very petty right now on 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 out in the music world who would have thought that is petty i, I, I is... think that crotch shot really fucked with him yeah I, it probably just got all the way up into his brain i mean kind of like antonio like... brown when he took that hit from vontez perfect he's never been the same no. Same thing with Carl no, that guy. <laughs> that guy's brain is so mush. I liked his uh, Antonio Brown's apology tour that was like so obviously driven by the agent just to be like, oh, bro, you're never going to get a job again. Like, You have to stop being so crazy. And it was just so disingenuous and of course. just fake and bullshit. But that's what they all do. They'll hire like a PR firm and they come up with mm-hmm. XYZ and that's it. It's done. It's all bullshit. And sometimes it works. 
that's all teams probably really want anyways. Teams really don't care. Teams are just like, okay, is this going to help me win and make money? Uh, if so, yeah. all we need is, you know, the facade of this guy being genuine and we're good. I saw on the NFL note, um, do you remember the running back Benny Cunningham? Kind of a special teams mm, guy. Yes, I do. Scat I do. back out of the backfield. I think he played sure. with the Jets at one point, played with the yeah. Bears for a little bit. He uh, on Twitter um, this weekend or this earlier this week, I should say, he said that the NFL is all rigged and everyone has to sign a uh, a letter saying they won't, you know, come out and say that the NFL is rigged when they play in, when they sign a contract. And right. he's like, I'm sick of this. Like, I'm sick of like, you know, hiding this and I have to get this off my chest. And people like blow him up on Twitter. Like, Oh my God, like, are you okay? Like what's going on? Like people are excited. And then he was just fucking with everyone. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, you kind of, I, that's pretty kind of had to figure that right. You know, you, did, who really believed that, you know? It would be really, really hard to script an NFL game. You I know? know, but I mean, pe- people for a long time, especially kids, I mean, they believe that the WWE is real. And they say, like, how could you script this? Even though it's extremely but that's, obvious that it's but that's But that's easier. First of all, it's one-on-one. The only thing you could do in team sports, really, in my opinion, is truly script it. Like, so, some quarterbacks aren't even good enough. You're going to tell me Mitch Trubisky, you're going to say, okay, you're going to win this game. Why do you got to do that? This time, you, you this, time it- <laughs> this time, you actually have to complete the throw. You have to complete the the deep route on second and nine, all right? This time, no missing. We missed, We set up all our – we scripted all the misses earlier. This time, you got to nail it. No, he's not good enough to do that. Of course, it can't be scripted. The only thing you can yeah, do with team yeah, I mean, sports to script things is the refs. You have Tim Donahue yep. from the NBA. Yep. Obviously, it's not a script. That's his own script. He's going rogue. But that's right. the only way you could on, – on it's you have individuals doing things. You could have players – I'm sure this has happened. As far as I don't know – as far as I know, no one has ever been caught. But, you know, shaving points or rigging games. Um, mm-hmm. Individuals, refs, players, that's really the only thing that, that could influence it. Well, even so, the NFL is just hard to do it because, well, the refs could do a lot of things with calls to make a difference, but there's just so many, there's so many more players and so many more things going on than like a, exactly. in, in a, an NBA game where one player can kind of take over largely right. and they can really, uh, I mean, they could really fuck with some stuff and the refs are, I mean, it was just so, so much of the calls being a lot of times a little bit, maybe ticky tack and you can still make those calls and other times you can just hold the whistle. I mean, the refs have a lot more control. The refs have a lot I mean, of power. Yeah. It worked for a long time with Donahue. Right. I don't understand why they don't ref. I think they should ref every game like they do in the playoffs where they kind of choke on the whistle a little bit more. I think so, too. I love it. But the players are furious. It. You see the players. Look at like Jay, all the well, stars. I think they even like it, mad. though. I mean, they the stars whine about getting calls all the time. And now they're just I think it would better prepare them for the playoff style if it was just called like it is in the playoffs all the time. No one I likes fouls. No one likes no one likes watching a ref walk out there in the NFL and they're calling pass interference on a ticky tack call. No one likes watching a foul call on a drive to the hoop when it's like kind of a hard to say like charge or block, you know. No one likes it. So just let it let it go unless it's egregious. I mean, unless someone's getting hurt out there, like let's go back to the nineties. Let's go back That's to That's what the, I was gonna say. That's just a stylistically different thing. The nineties basketball, some people hate. Some people hated it because the scores were, you know, 85, 81. And yeah, but it's a battle. It was I like one-on-one. The difference, I guess the pros and cons, one, 
that was all one-on-one. You know, you could throw it down to the low post and guys are going to go to work for six, seven seconds. Or well, I don't kick want it that. out to a guy who's going to have an ISO. That's just the way the game was played then. But it was physical as all hell. Whereas now it's all more spacing, and with the spacing, I guess if you're if you're up on someone, they're gonna they're they're they call the fouls. Where everything was kind of crunched in before and more compressed, mm-hmm. everything was kind of going on and physical and clustered. I like the night. It would be nice to have a balance, just just less. The thing is, I guess now is jump shooting is just especially three point shooting is so much more critical and pervasive in the NBA that you know. If there was a, they just call them. They call them on the dribble. They call them on the way up. They not just threes, obviously everything, but they just call the fouls. And well, I, think I think that too that- comes from the league is that they want points. And if mm-hmm. you're not calling fouls, you're going to have a lot more low scoring games. And I think it just comes from a fan standpoint that the league says now we need more. It's like the MLB. We need more home runs. NBA. We need more points. You know, so that's well, I think what part of the points though is coming from teams being more efficient with your shots. I mean the low post offense is not very efficient. It's not efficient to take that time in the post and have the defense all come over. And that's why you get more jump shooters and trying to get, you know, create like the beautiful offense. And well, it's like the D'Antoni ball and, and the Maury ball. It's threes and layups and free throws. That's it. Those are the most efficient shots. Those are the only shots we take. God damn it. But they didn't have those kind of styles back in the nineties when there was that hard, hard kind of game. That style just didn't exist then. So I think if you kind of merge the two, you could get a really good fun. product. I, I just I think it'd think, be fun. I, I agree completely. I hate the amount of fouls that goes on. It makes it sometimes unwatchable. Hey, how do you feel about uh, the – I forget the name of it now, but the way they do the scoring, like like what they did in the All-Star game. There's a term for it where, oh, you know, yeah. um, fourth quarter, once there's – whatever it is, two minutes left or something, they stop the clock and, and it's on a point to point basis. First team to one twenty eight wins, whatever the fuck it is. Do you like that? I love it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. The final target score system. Um, I think, I don't know. I don't know if I just liked it because it was the all-star game, but it was so much more fun than any other all-star game. I think they should do it in the G league to, you know, test it. I think yeah, that'll a get people to maybe have a little more interest in the G League and watch it, and b it might ju- it might just be better because no one likes the hacka. Like that's, I get it as a st- strategy. Like I can respect right. that it's a smart strategy for you to get into, but it's terrible to watch. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I th- the thing for me is just that the the commercial breaks. You know, you get a foul. Oh, yeah. Team calls a timeout to advance the ball. There's another foul. Blah, 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 blah. It just doesn't stop. I don't care about the you shooting know, free throws as much. It's just that there's so many commercials. Yeah, the breaks in the action. That's terrible. I mean, even if they're shooting a free throw, something's going on. And it realistically doesn't take too much time. I mean, I'm not a big soccer guy, but I will say that soccer really, really has it figured out with their running you know, they clock, just play. man. Running clock. Love the it's, running it's clock. It's great. I mean, there doesn't even need to be a running clock in the NBA or NFL. They just need to have less fucking TV timeouts. It's terrible. Yeah, but that's all the money, dude. It's all from advertising. TV contracts and advertising. That's where it all comes from. So it sucks. It's like a you were stuck between a rock and a hard place. You really are. It's. I don't know what they can do to fix it. I think some of the stuff, like what golf does, where they have kind of like the picture in picture with like the ad running, but they're still yeah, showing the action. Yeah, they do that now too. They do that during baseball sometimes now too. I think they take a little advantage of it. They do it a little too much sometimes, right. where it's right. like 
but they're that it's better than it's better than the alternative in my i i can i can handle that no problem to be honest i don't mind that you know what else do they do they have the advertising on the jerseys i don't mind that Mm -hmm. Uh, no i don't mind that at all people had a big put up a big stink about that but it's like i kind of i did i did i I didn't like it at first but i don't care anymore who gives a shit yeah as long as the team logo is on there as long as the team logos on there, I'll I'm cool with it. You can put whatever other ads you want on there. I don't care anymore. I agree. Bothered me. I agree. First. Have you seen some of the new NFL jerseys that came out? We got the Falcons, the Browns, and uh, the Bucks. The Bucks. Any any I, thoughts? On any of those? I, the Bucks all pewter. Is that what it's called? I like the Bucks the all, all pewter, pewter look. look. Yeah, I like it. I uh, pewter. I think that. Yeah, uh, I, I like the uh, the Browns are hilarious. How they just have the worst uniform in pro sports, and they're like, "Oh, we're going back to our roots." And it's like, great. Like the jerseys are still essentially the same. They're still brown, what is, orange. What is it? The socks? And... What's different? I, I guess I see I the mean, difference. I, I see the difference. It's all the same. They shit. don't have the, the same. It's yeah. the they don't have the name, the team name or city right. name on the front. It's right. It's fine. I mean, it's it's just such a. There's nothing you can do with that color scheme to make it look. It's good. just so hard. Absolutely and it's the most nothing. annoying thing is that they're called the Browns, but their helmets are just orange, orange, <laughs> and their logo is an orange helmet. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. You know, uh, the guy who owns the Brown. There was a very large article that came out. Um, I think it was this year at some point about the guy who owns the Browns. I think it's Jimmy Haslam. He's, he lives in Knoxville, Tennessee, which is where university mm-hmm. of Tennessee is. And he's a mm-hmm. major donor there. And they said that he also, you know, has then a big sway in hiring of coaches and things like that at university of Tennessee. And they interviewed someone who was like, yeah, it is absolutely no coincidence that both, both of those programs have been dog shit since he's been involved. He knows absolutely nothing about what he's doing running a football organization. It's a disaster, blah, 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 blah. Pretty interesting to see how someone could be so incompetent while being a billionaire. Well, I think the one of the greatest advantages that any pro, pro team can have is the ownership. It's an advantage you don't have any control over, but the good owner who knows his spot and just puts up the money and shuts the fuck up is massive. I mean, look at Al Davis at the end of his tenure with the Raiders. He ruined that team with his crazy beliefs and just speed is the only thing that matters and nothing Darius else essentially Hayward matters. Bay, baby. Give me that's, Darius that's Hayward Bay and nothing else. <laughs> the poster child and Jamarcus yeah. Russell just having an arm cannon and then no, no other skills whatsoever. I loved his arm cannon. I'm not going to lie. He did have an arm. It was crazy. I was taken by his arm. Uh, you brought up the pewter jerseys. I want to get back on that real quick. The pewter jerseys are fine. I do like the look. I will say I have a massive, massive problem with the Bucks new uniforms. Or and more specifically, they're lacking one. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Say it again. I I I, I missed you for just a second. I have a massive issues with the Bucks uniforms, and it's really more of just one of them that they're missing. And which one do you think I'm talking about from the Bucks uniform lineup that they're missing? missing. The orange. Yep, the creamsicle baby. Nice. The I love creamsicle the creamsicle jersey. Yeah. Is awesome. Uh, they don't have one. They didn't release one. Massive mm, disappointment. That is sad. There. Big missed opportunity. 
Also, it's nice. Just in general, I'm so disappointed with the NFL moving away from Thursday night color rush. Yeah, I like. I, it I used to be kind of like. I it. liked it. I like. It was fun. You know, I don't want it all the time, but it was fun to see the crazy colors. Thursday Some night games bad. in general, though, suck. Yeah, but at least I mean they do. I don't like the Thursday night game those. at all. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's what's the, It's too I mean, hard for the players. Yeah, that's it's why. TV. That's why. It goes back to the. It goes back to the. Uh, I know the whole thing with timeouts and stuff like that and commercials. It's just money. That's all it is. And then that's what I was just thinking. I kind of answered my question already. I was going to say, why not do a Friday night game? Because people do shit on Fridays and no one's going to watch. Well, they have like a, a, they do also have like a wink, wink, nod, nod agreement with high school. They want the high school players to be able to watch the games. They want the high school players to have their opportunity to shine. And they don't want to take eyeballs off of high school games, which I think is a, a good move. But Plus also, then, point where people are doing stuff on Friday nights and people, people are, are going yeah, to people are doing stuff and people are going to be at those high school football games, which is less people to watch NFL games. Yep. Yep. And you don't want to. I mean, All even when money. I played peewee football and I would always when I played peewee football, I always hate it whenever I had a Sunday game because I would, you know, miss the NFL. And it was just like, oh, it's the worst. It's crazy, dude. You know what? I, I do wish that I missed something, though. And that was this British man who's thwarting the lockdown by running a marathon in his backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. Go ahead. I'll say good for him. He raised the equivalent of 22,000 American dollars um, for the Britain's National Health Service to help battle a coronavirus pandemic. It makes it hard to hate on him just because he's raising money for a good cause, blah, blah, blah. Um People, I'll say people that donated to it, just donate anyways. Like, what do you need some guy wasting his time running a marathon in his backyard to donate money? Like, you obviously have the money if you're going to donate it. And this guy, honest, this is how he spent his 32nd birthday. So, like, do you think anyone watched that other than, than no, that nobody? I was going to say his mom, but his mom probably watched for five minutes. Uh, uh, it just bores you to death. Look at this guy, he looks miserable. There was another guy who I think he was in France or he was in Europe somewhere as well. He did one on his balcony, just on his balcony back and forth. How do these guys not throw up? You know, the dizziness, it's got to kill you. Well, it's like running on a treadmill. I hate over. running on a treadmill. But running it's on a so treadmill boring. is better. Just... Than, I would rather run on a treadmill than back and forth. That's like a 20-yard back and forth. That's horrible. First of all, you're losing I mean, momentum every time you turn around. So it's going to take mm-hmm. you that much longer. Mm-hmm. It's it's horrible. Why would you do that? Yeah, you're right. Donate the money. Don't make this guy run in his backyard for so long. No, it's torturing. No. It's torturous for all of us. It's tor- yeah. It's it's torturing for everyone involved. It's torturous to watch. It's torturous for the guy. I wonder how long it would take if I ran a marathon in my apartment. I have very creaky floors, but I'm on the top floor. I wonder how long, how many miles I could get through before my downstairs neighbors came up and asked what the fuck is going on. They are very, very, I, I, I already know that they, we get on their nerves. Uh, we have water guns that we keep on the balcony. And if someone approaches that we know, we'll shoot them with water guns. <laughs> and probably 60% of the time they get splashed. <laughs> not intentionally, <laughs> not intentionally, but they're just always, of course, out on the balcony when this happens and they get splashed and they, they get pissed and I could hear it, but they don't say anything. They don't say anything. I don't you gotta mean say to do something. it. I mean, you got to say something, right? 
don't be a pussy. Like exactly. I, if you, you can't be passive aggressive or petty about it, just approach me. No. I'll stop. I won't do it ever again. But just tell yeah, me. Yeah, we just need to have the conversation. So that's. I think I could get pretty damn far, depending on the time of day I do it. I think I might be able. I'm you might be able I to finish it. Is it not that, that I can physically finish it? But right. I think Good you know. Point. Let's say I could do a half. Let's say I could probably finish a half before they came up and talked to me about it. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, bad on them. They need to be less uh, wusses yeah. about it. Um, oh, anything agree. else that you? Anything else you wanted to get into um, on this? Uh, uh... Well, we dabbled with UFOs, but we really didn't talk about it. You think UFOs we are real? Where, 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 where do you stand on that? I think if you don't think UFOs are real, you're a moron. How can you possibly, like, space is infinite. Even if, like, let's, even if you live in a world where we haven't seen UFOs, that's fine. Like, you know, that's possible. But there is a 0% chance that somewhere out there, there, there isn't some other life form. Mm, I agree. I think UFOs are legit just as a, as a, there's too many people that have worked in too many places that have said such that it makes me convinced. I'm convinced. Yeah. Well, what it means for me, I have no idea, but I don't know. I find it kind of exciting to believe that there are, uh, I'm all for it. I, mean, I would I'm love for it. I would love think, it if what, they're able to pop. What's with the Go stereotype ahead. with, with, with UFOs and aliens and probing and anal probing. What's that about? <laughs> as long as there's no probing, ha- I'm all for it. <laughs> I honestly think it's happened to people. Maybe because I they're so curious why. about why we wear pants. They're like, these guys are covering their dicks. They're, they're, they're not even sunning their gooches. What's going on here? Let's get in there and see what's going on. That's probably what that's the probing good, is about. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, I, I think, didn't even think of it that Yeah. I think UFO, UFO operators, if you would, AKA extraterrestrials, big gooch sunners, always exposing the gooch. Maybe they're just really sexual. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like butt plugs are really big in their culture. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's just, what I saw. Maybe I saw like a downed UFO guy on the streets here shoving that butt true. plug up his butt. But he knew it's that it wasn't ex- tolerated here. So he ran away. Right. He quickly realized his mistake. But in his culture, that's just what they do. Like that's just saying hi across the street. Mm. Like so he was smiling. He was happy about it. And then he realized that he made a mistake because that's not. He's trying to assimilate into our culture because he's probably stuck here a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to assume that's what aliens do. If I ever find myself on another planet, I'm just going to shove stuff up my butt and stare at people. <laughs> just, you have to have the correct, uh, Go correct from pants for it. Or yeah, no pants. I guess it might be a no pants society. Well, it could be a no pants society. No pants parties. Got to love the no pants societies. No pants parties. Have you been to a no pants party? No, but the theory is nice. <laughs> the theory is nice. Would you ever go to an orgy party? Um, who's going? <laughs> uh, well, probably you and your girlfriend. Let's say it's like let's let's move forward in time a little bit. Let's say it's you're in your fifties, mid fifties, wow, and fifties. Uh, well, you get in a with a group of swingers. I think that's kind of the age of swingers when you're getting a little bored of you know the the normal sex. You uh, trying to spice it up. What do you think you could fashion yourself as a swinger? I have no idea. I, I, I would say right now, no, is my answer. Mm-hmm. That being said, mm-hmm. I would definitely go to that party. <laughs> Doesn't mean I had to yeah. participate. I may, right. I may not, but I'm going to the party. Correct. You better believe yeah, it. To, First of all, the dabble. snacks. I'm pretty sure that the snacks are killer at these things, right? I'm there for the spread. I think, I think it's probably like a nice heavy app spread. I love the yeah. heavy app. Yeah. So I'm there like that we were, alone. I'm there. Plus, you we think were both they have at the this wedding. Yeah, we were. Yeah, well, 
we were both at the a wedding and the whole spread was just heavy apps and it was Big. perfect. Per- I loved it. Loved it. That loved was a be- amazing wedding. Lovely. That's probably the loved only it. thought I've ever put into like eventually having my own wedding is the heavy apps move. Open bar. That for sure. uh, the open bar. Oh, of course. That's yeah, that's given. that's a given. That is a given. Any uh, any wedding that doesn't have an open bar, no thank you. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it. Otherwise, it's just like a lame party where you have to pay even more. You're already getting a gift. Right. You're, you're already getting a gift. You're probably up traveling nice. to get there. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a whole thing. Like, and then you're going to have to spend more money on alcohol or like no alcohol. No way. No way. And you're going to be hanging with people that you probably haven't hung with for years. And you're just and not going to like let loose a little a, bit. There's a decent chance. I don't know hardly anyone at the wedding. You know, yeah, it's a lot of times like I'm, the most recent wedding I was at was me and me and my girlfriend. It was her good friend and I knew nobody there and, you know, ended up having a blast. You know why? Open bar. It was Open an amazing bar. time. It was an amazing Lubricates time. everyone up, gets oh, everyone a little man. looser, you know, able to have some conversations. No, that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely necessary. Probing. Right. Ready for it. Yeah. Yeah, do you think uh, the al- do you think the aliens give you a little alcohol when you're up there, like alien alcohol? I don't know. Do you think they even have alcohol? I mean, These I think all cultures think. have to have. I think all cultures must have some sort of vice. But do they know? shun alcohol? Maybe, maybe they're like Quakers. Maybe aliens are like Quakers. We don't know. That's true. That would be lame. Maybe, <laughs> maybe with all this butthole sunning, they're just always on such a high they don't need it. Right? Maybe they feel so guilty about the butthole stuff that they like. You know, they punish themselves by abstaining from the pleasures of alcohol. They do not imbibe. They do not. They disavow alcohol. I disavow. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> um. So yeah. Anything else you you like on aliens? Are you? Uh, I guess there's this new like. The Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences coming out soon, and it has some people who used to work in the CIA. I'm intrigued if that'll act, anything will actually come of this. I feel like I've heard stories about there's going to be like tell alls and nothing ever comes of it, but yeah, we got another one. It's you know hopefully it'll hopefully it'll bring something out. Well, let's keep our eyes open. Let's keep our ears open. Let's keep our eyes on it. I like it. Um, anything else going on in the world of Rob? No, no. Uh, stay safe, people. Stay safe. Yep. Keep social distance. I know the president said we're good, essentially. We're good. Texas is opening. Florida beaches are opening. Be smart. You know, the la- Japan opened up their country early, and then they had to re-quarantine. That's the last thing we want. There's nothing... I think we've all had someone in our life that's getting laid off by this, and maybe it even might be yourself, and that's terrible. It sucks. Uh, the unemployment process is a joke. It's hard to get through. Um, you know, that's only going to get worse if we have this happen all over again. Um, so just everyone be smart out there. You know, I know it's, I know it's, it's terrible. Some States have worse rules. Did you, on did you see like Michigan, um, in Michigan, they had a bunch of people essentially stopping the streets outside of Lansing, outside of the governor's office. Did you see any of that? To protest, you mean? Yeah, the protest. Yeah, I've read about it. Kind so of. I'll say <laughs> it's a bad look for the state of Michigan. It's a bad look. But I will say on one thing on their side that they weren't allowed to buy seeds. And I think that largely, seeds? especially these like seeds, seeds for flowering, like cu- cucumber seeds. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. 
that was not considered essential. And I think that is taking it too far because there's a, one, it's a great activity for a lot of people. People like planting. It's definitely socially distant just to plant a flower in your backyard or whatever. Two, the small farms out there where it's like a mom and pop farm, like you're already stuck with your farm. Like you're probably by yourself. You're on acres of land and then you're not able to like use your land during I mean, largely the weather is turning for the country in a positive manner. We're getting into spring. We're getting into summer. uh, And you're going to waste this time not planting seeds. Like, essentially, like, I mean, I would say my life has changed probably maybe 20%. You know, I'm still going to work. The biggest change is not going out to bars and stuff like that. But overall, you know, it's it's not been terrible on me. But for those farmers out there that weren't able to buy products like that that they absolutely need i I do think that that's not fair however that doesn't mean you have the right to go protest and put hundreds of people right next to each other like that's also not the right idea well i guess one you do have the right to protest but don't be dumb about it don't be cramming yourselves in uh two seeds gardening again the weather i've said it a couple times now it's the saving grace if you want to plant shit go ahead and plant all the shit Plant it. Plant it, man. Mm-hmm. Plant that shit. Three. Plant it. Big shout out. Big shout out to and all the other healthcare providers out there that are doing their thing and all the essential workers. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, it's big time. I don't know if I would be able to do it. It's scary stuff. And uh, again, big shout out. We're we're proud and we're happy and we're thankful for them. Yeah, very, very proud. Very happy. Um, very thankful. Um so yeah, I think that'll about wrap it up. Um, you know, next week, be excited. We're gonna give our five things off the list that we're each gonna have to do. Um, so we're gonna think about that and get a good five going here. And uh, I think today's theme is plant those seeds. Plant the seeds. Plant those seeds. Plug your butts. The ETs are coming.